This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. We return with more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live, digging further into warmongers and, of course, the terrible results that we're seeing in the Middle East. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can check out Liberty Conspiracy live every Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Rockfin, and my Twitter slash X feed at Guard Goldsmith. And, of course, feel free to visit my Substack. It's the Gardner Goldsmith Substack. And I invite you to offer your opinions there as well. Now, there's even more coverage here that I want to make sure that I give to you. So um, let me head on over here and give you this last little bit here uh, from antiwar.com. And I think I've got everything covered the way I want to cover it. Let me just double check on all these things here. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, let me give you this from antiwar.com as we start to head over into... Oh, there's one other thing from Russell. That's what I want to get. Actually, it's from uh, Grand Theft World. I'll show it to you later. Uh, it's about three minutes in on the Grand Theft World show. So I'll show that before the end of the program. But I want to show you a little bit more from antiwar.com. Of course, a reminder about uh, Aaron Bushnell right there. Uh, but antiwar is doing excellent coverage of so many different areas that I think it's really important to hit this. Um, so I want to give you this. Um, Putin explains why Russia isn't a threat to Europe. If you get the opportunity, check this out. You'll see this over here. This one right here. Putin explains why Russia isn't a threat to Europe. That, of course, is the narrative that they've been trying to push for a long time. And they brought it back just recently. But over here, you'll see... Anti-war has got the CIA secret 10-year war on Russia from within Ukraine. Now, essentially, if you want to see this one, this is an easy way to get access to the Ron Paul Liberty Report segment from today. Okay, so if you go over there, you can see that segment. If you just want to go to anti-war, if you're you know, a subscriber to anti-war's blog or anything like that, uh, you can definitely do so. Now, I want to switch over into the Israeli stories, okay, because um, obviously if we hear about... Um, uh, Aaron Bushnell, uh, we know he was protesting what's being done to the Palestinians and uh, the United States involvement with it, him as a soldier. And uh, there's there's so much more. So let me give you a couple of the headlines that I think are just unbelievable. Netanyahu is actually saying this. Now, at, at first, you might wonder, what exactly does this mean? He's saying any hostage deal, he says, hostage deal delays Rafa attack. What he means is even negotiating at all is delaying their operations, and he can't have that. That's what he's saying. The guy is so unhinged. It's completely insane. They can't stop. They can't, they can't even talk about a ceasefire. Why? Because they won't be able to fire as rapidly. And, of course... If you are aware of it, you know that in, uh, in Rafa, the area where they told the civilians to go, they are leveling the place. It's gotten even worse. Let's turn to the redacted team right now 
and I want to give you, hopefully it'll, it'll pop up pro- appropriately. Uh, I did write down the, the time frame for it. Good. All right. There's going to be an ad. Call your pest up. control company and cancel your service. This new groundbreaking discovery eliminates pests from your home, office, or any other space in record time. All with. Here's how to back up your phone in seconds. This innovative stick makes it easy to back up your smartphone. It's All compatible. Right, here we go. state area. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what they told me. Don't shoot the messenger here. Okay, let's get into it. We've got a lot of news to get to. All right. Well, here's a question for you. Why did Egyptian contractors sign a contract to rebuild Gaza back in 2021? Why did Egypt start building a massive open-air prison on their land back in 2014, right next to the border crossing with Israel. It's almost as if someone knew exactly what was about to happen to Gaza years before it actually happened. How could they make money off of this, right? Just like Ukraine, of course. Uh, On this show, we don't believe in coincidences. We'll get to this piece of the story here in a second. But first, in southern Gaza, is southern Gaza about to be turned into a massive graveyard? It sure seems that way. Right now, the world is watching the small city of Rafa at this hour, which at least I'm watching it. I hope the rest of the world is paying attention to what's about to happen here. Here you go on the map. It's bisected by the border, of course, between Gaza and Egypt, right down the middle, just like Bluefield, West Virginia and Bluefield, Virginia, right through the state lines. Um, It is a border town in Gaza. It leads into Egypt. This is an area you'll recall that that Israel asked all Palestinians to evacuate to. Remember this? Just a few short months ago, Israel tells Gazans to move south or risk being seen as a terrorist partner. Go south, they said. You'll be safe in the south. We will root out Hamas in the tunnels in the north. So go south. Watch. Leaflets rained down on northern Gaza Friday, Israel telling Palestinians to move south, a sign that a ground invasion is likely coming soon. Residents packed into vehicles, more than one million people live in and around Gaza City. And even if people move south, there's no way out of Gaza. The border to Egypt is blocked. So you go south, you'll be safe. Hundreds of thousands, of course, made that pilgrimage south towards Rafa while the rest of Gaza was leveled. Now all these people are bunched up into a choke point next to Egypt like sitting ducks. Unintentional, of course, I'm sure. Bring everyone into like a funnel unintentionally. They're all in this one place. Sure. Right. Fool me once, right? They've set up tents now to live in. There's very little food available. New video this weekend, of course, shows children begging for food through the border fence, asking Egyptian soldiers for food. Watch this heartbreaking video. According to journalist Vanessa Bealy, who put a lot of these pieces together in order to cross the border into Egypt, you'll need to pay the corrupt Egyptian Sinai warlord $5,000 and $2,500 per child just to cross the border. And as you can imagine, these people have tons of extra cash laying around. So it's very easy then for them to just pull $5,000 out of their shirt pocket and pay off a corrupt Egyptian warlord. 
in order to cross the border to get into Egypt. Why don't they just jump the fence like they do in the United States, where instead of paying to get in, we pay you. The United States will pay you $10,000 and give you a debit card and and an Obama cell phone and three meals a day. Well, you can't really do that because here they have a border fence. Here is the border fence between Israel, Gaza, and Egypt. Look at this massive border fence covered in razor wire, ringed with barbed wire. There's no way to get in, of course, and if you somehow manage to climb up there and be sliced open, you'll be shot. So you will not be entering. And you'll be shot on sight. Um, This morning, Israeli forces opened fire on people gathering to try to get food aid. Watch this. Want some food? No food for you. This weekend, we got our clearest sign yet that Israel plans to destroy the city of Rafah, along with anything that moves. The goal is to ethnically cleanse all Palestinians from this area. You can use the term genocide if you like, but ethnically cleansing or ethnic cleansing is probably more appropriate, more accurate as to what's happening here. Actively removing an entire population of people from a region, come hell or high water, however you're going to remove them. All of Gaza will be under Israeli control if Benjamin Netanyahu gets his way. He told CBS this weekend that Israel will, quote, maintain its operational freedom of action in the entire Gaza Strip, he said, without a time limit. And, quote, the security perimeter being created in the Gaza Strip on the border with Israel will remain as long as there is a security need for it, end quote. Like an open-ended war, right? An open-ended war on terror. No, I'm sure they'll end the security and, you know, end their extensive powers there. Right. Oh, I'm sure all governments do that. Once the security ends and the emergency or the emergency ends. Right. Yeah. They'll give back that power. They always land. I'm sure. What's that? I've got some bad news for you, Natalie. Oh, uh, I don't that's think that's, not how I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. Any government ever, ever has ended anything. No, no. Okay. No. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Seating power back, executives seating power back like that, not going to happen. No. Even with tens of thousands of people protesting Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel, um, and those have gotten louder and larger. And of course, the mainstream media is totally ignoring that story, by the way. Why? Why are they ignoring that story? It's kind of interesting. We're just asking the question, why are they ignoring it? It's not on your nightly news, though. Well, even with the talks of a ceasefire now, Netanyahu is saying we can't actually talk about a ceasefire because it will delay the ground invasion in Rafah, as if that was always the plan. And so those of us who can remember a few weeks back, remember that they were told to go there and that they would be safe there. So when did we all decide that a ground invasion in Rafa was a great idea? I don't remember. I don't remember that. It just came out of nowhere. Like, well, you know, that was always a plan, right? Right. And so basically, in other words, in perpetuity is what this will be. The security, the the relinquishing of security is not going to happen. It's going to remain in perpetuity and taking over this entire area. Yesterday, kids were flying kites near the border with Rafa. Well, he literally said over the weekend that total victory in the territory will come within weeks once the offensive begins. This is not even it. As horrible as it feels right now in the images that we see, it would seem 
they're still squatting low to jump high. I like that squat low to jump high. We're going to hear from Netanyahu in a second here, but this is what happened yesterday. Take a look at your images here. Kids are out flying kites. This is uh, near the, this is right there is the border wall you can see in Rafa. So kids were out flying kites because what else are they going to do? Israeli Defense Forces decided to launch white phosphorus attacks on the people gathered there. And of course, burning many tents to the ground. White phosphorus, of course, is internationally banned. We're not allowed to use a white phosphorus. It's illegal. But come on, what does the rule of law mean in 2024? Not much. White phosphorus is a chemical no. compound that is self-igniting. So when it contacts air or oxygen, it's hot enough to burn anything it touches, which becomes fuel for the fire, like human skin, clothing, tents. Well, what do you think this phrase means, that we will maintain operational freedom? It means you will not be telling us what to do, period. Excellent work. Redacted Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. Rumble Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. Redacted on Rumble. They're also on YouTube, but it's just much better to watch them on Rumble. Awesome stuff. And you can follow them on Twitter slash X as well. And Clayton Morris is also on at Twitter slash X. Natalie is also there, but her interaction's gotten a little funky recently. Uh, I think it's just due to algorithmic stuff. Uh, she's always, you know, super busy and things like that. So check out Clayton Morris, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N-M-O-R-R-I-S. Uh, Clayton Morris on uh, on uh, on X as well. So for those people um, who are interested, I just want to refer you to a couple things. Um, don't forget, I mentioned that um, people like um, you know the uh, the pro Zionist Americans who claim that Israel itself has a so called right to self defense. That don't anthropomorphize things. Thank you. But in addition to that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how they claim how wonderful life is for every different kind of person who lives in Israel. You know, that state that was put in there by Western forces on other people's land. Uh, Israel's apartheid and the myth of the democratic Jewish state. This from February of 2022 by Marwan Bishara, senior political analyst for Al Jazeera. Last week, the London-based Amnesty International joined the New York-based Human Rights Watch and the Jerusalem-based Beat Salem in calling Israel's abusive and cruel system of domination over the Palestinians an apartheid, which amounts to a crime against humanity. Now, this is inside Israel, okay? This is inside Israel. These people who tell you, oh, everything's fine. You can live there. You can vote. You can do all these different things. It is separate and definitely not necessarily equal at all. This is not just the Gaza Strip. Okay. Let's go to Grand Theft World. This is about four hours into last night's marathon show. It was remarkable. Talking about, is Israel guilty of apartheid against Palestinians? Here we go. Check it out. Apartheid that Michael Rappaport was looking for, and it's in yeah, his backyard. Right. There you go. Ironically enough, over there. Many people think of Israel and Palestine as two countries at war, with this one, a state for Jewish people, occupying this one here, where Palestinians live. The truth is, both Israeli Jews and Palestinians live all over this territory, ruled by one government and one army, based on the idea of advancing the 
supremacy and domination of one group of people, Jews. And that is what guides its policies and its practices towards Palestinians. In other words, apartheid. Apartheid is a loaded word tied to the racist South African regime of white minority rule. But although the word comes from there, apartheid isn't just a description of what happened in South Africa. It's actually a crime against humanity under international law. In 2021, Human Rights Watch accused Israel of carrying out apartheid. It based this accusation on the 1973 Apartheid Convention and the 1998 Rome Statute, which say that three elements have to occur for the crime of apartheid to apply. They are an intent by one group to dominate the other, systematic oppression by one racial group over another, and one or more inhumane acts, like denying people the right to leave and to return to their country, expropriation of landed property, and the creation of separate reserves and ghettos. So let's see if any of these apply to Israel's rule over Palestinians. About half of the people that live here under Israel's rule are Palestinian and the other half are Jews, like myself. For those 7 million Israeli Jews, almost the entire land is one space. Whether they're here, 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 or here, they have the same rights, privileges, and legal status. They can move freely, vote in the same elections, and live under the same laws. The boundaries are invisible to them. But for the 7 million Palestinians, the boundaries are very visible. Whereas this is essentially one space for Israelis, Palestinians have been divided into four areas. Each area gets a different colored ID card issued by Israel, and your life and rights are determined by that ID card. In Gaza, Palestinians have no freedom of movement and are under a complete Israeli blockade. Israel no longer has soldiers inside Gaza, but it controls every aspect of life from the outside. People in Gaza have no civil or political rights. They've got no say in the Israeli government that controls them. Palestinians in the West Bank also have very limited freedom of movement, with their population divided into 165 disconnected cantons, cut off by Israeli military checkpoints, walls, settlements, and other infrastructure. They also have no civil or political rights in Israel. In East Jerusalem, Palestinians generally have more freedom to move, but Israel can take away their right to live in the city. They can't vote in Israeli elections, and Israel also bars them from taking part in Palestinian politics. Palestinians who are citizens of Israel can travel relatively freely, but they face restrictions on where they can live. They can vote in Israeli elections, but face legalized discrimination. Yara Hawari is a Palestinian with Israeli citizenship. This ID system, it, it penetrates you know, all areas of life, where you live, uh, where you study, where you work, etc. Even the more intimate areas of life, such as who you marry. That's because for the most part, a Palestinian can't pass on their ID status to their spouse. And this has huge implications on where they can live. Um, many indeed actually end up leaving and choosing to live abroad because it is that difficult. On rare occasions, Palestinians are able to change their ID, but only in one direction. So, for instance, if a Palestinian from East Jerusalem moves uh, somewhere else inside the West Bank, they could lose their residency in East Jerusalem. And Israel, since it's considered that a downgrade, then that's a direction that would be feasible. And further down the line, again, from Israel's perspective, if West Bankers uh, move to the Gaza Strip, uh, then that's a direction that Israel will accept, but not in the opposite direction. So while Palestinians are granted different rights based on their IDs, 
Nowhere do those rights match those of Israeli Jews. Looks like we can check off at least one of the elements required for apartheid to apply. When Israel was founded in 1948, 700,000 Palestinians had fled or been forced out. The result was that the new state had a Jewish majority. To maintain that majority, Israel has never allowed the refugees to return. The Palestinians who remained were given Israeli citizenship, although they were kept under strict military rule for 19 years. But in 1967, when Israel occupied more lands, including Gaza, the West Bank, and East Jerusalem, it faced a problem. It wanted the land, but didn't want the Palestinians on that land. So it's refused to extend citizenship to the rest of the Palestinians under its control, while keeping them under military rule ever since. To further control the ratio of Palestinians to Israeli Jews, Israel still bans Palestinian refugees and their descendants from moving into any of the territories it controls, while encouraging any Jewish person anywhere in the world to immigrate to Israel, even if they've never set foot there before. In Jerusalem, the Israeli authorities actually have a population target, 60% Jews to 40% Palestinians. Palestinians in Jerusalem are only granted a permanent residency permit, even if they've been living in the city since before Israel was founded. About 50,000 Palestinians are in that status, uh, which is Orwellian the way it's defined, because the only thing permanent in permanent residency is that it can actually always be taken away. These permits can be revoked if a Palestinian moves out of the city. But Jewish Israelis living in Jerusalem never lose residency, even if they move to the other side of the world. This discrimination has been enshrined in Israeli law. The 2018 nation-state law says that Israel is the nation-state of the Jewish people and that the right to national self-determination in the state of Israel is unique to the Jewish people. That means that even Palestinians with Israeli citizenship aren't considered equal to Jews with Israeli citizenship. As Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu put it, Israel is not a state of all its citizens, but rather the nation-state of the Jewish people and only them. Let's go back to that list from before. The nation-state law is only one of many Israeli laws that explicitly discriminate against Palestinians. For example, there's the 1950 absentees property law. Deeming Palestinian refugees absentees, Israel seized hundreds of thousands of acres of their land, even though they were only absent because Israel wouldn't let them return. Remember, denying people the right to return to their country is on the list of inhumane acts that legally make up the third element of apartheid. There are more Israeli policies that could fall under the category of inhumane acts, especially when it comes to land. So Israel desires the land, even more so desires empty land or land that it makes empty. and doesn't desire the Palestinians living on that land. And that has resulted in policies in which land is constantly moving in one direction. Land that used to be Palestinian becomes state land, and then that land is allocated for the development of towns and communities for Jewish citizens. And yes, expropriation of land is also an inhumane act. So let's see what that looks like on the ground. Across the entire territory, Palestinian communities are overcrowded and surrounded by Jewish-only communities. It's the same type of practice of encircling Palestinian communities so that they, they can't expand, cutting them off from one another. It's a continuous practice that began in 1948. We'll be back with more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA News Update. For now, the risk of a government shutdown has been averted. President Biden signed a government funding bill on Friday, extending the deadline further into the month. The legislation extends one funding deadline to next Friday and another to March 22nd. Soon, thousands of hours of security footage from the 2021 Capitol riot will be made public. House Speaker Mike Johnson announced the release of 5,000 hours of video from the U.S. Capitol grounds. The Speaker has changed course from the original plan to blur the faces of rioters, citing logistical challenges. A hydrogen peroxide mouthwash brand is undergoing a recall due to concerns about child poisoning risks. The Consumer Product Safety Commission highlighted that the packaging of Heritage Store hydrogen peroxide mouthwash lacks child-resistant features, which are necessary for products containing a specific ethanol concentration. John Schaefer, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, If you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 
1-855-79-YOUNG. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. We return with Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. Let's see a little bit more about how Israel is employing so many aspects of what we might expect from the dystopian 15-minute city CBDC, your ID is ours, technocrats. This comes from Al Jazeera seven months ago. I wanted to give you this one to round off the apartheid. Because this is one of the ways they enforce their apartheid. Did apartheid to build a digital database of the Palestinian population. Former Israeli soldiers say they've been ordered to photograph people to update vast databases. Palestinians say it's yet another invasion of their privacy. Al Jazeera's Laura Khan reports. Military checkpoints, cameras and roadblocks. These are part of the daily reality for Palestinians living in the occupied West Bank. And now, Israel is rolling out more digital tools to spy on them. One is a facial recognition technology called Blue Wolf that's described as the Facebook of Israel's occupation. Hebron is considered one of the world's most surveilled regions, but Amnesty says it's now being rolled out across the occupied West Bank. In a report called Automated Apartheid released last month, it said Blue Wolf technology can entrench disadvantages and disempower marginalized groups. So what is Blue Wolf? The Washington Post noted the use of it two years ago. Smart cameras track and recognize people's faces. Israeli soldiers use the technology to take pictures of Palestinians and add them to a vast network compiled through mobile phones. Amnesty International says it creates a gamified system of competition underlying the system. That means it gives soldiers an incentive to compete in creating the highest number of profiles of Palestinians. Israeli forces say the main challenge they face in Hebron is friction between Israeli settlers and Palestinians, and the technology allows them to act faster. And many Palestinian residents say sensors have been installed by Israeli authorities and directed into their private homes and even bedrooms. And that this is just another pervasive technology to show the Palestinians they're being watched. Laura Khan for Inside Story, Al Jazeera. All right, well, that, we is, the Israeli army to that ask- right there. There's a lot more to give to you, but um, I'm going to get ready to uh, wrap things up with one final bit. Uh, this coming from the good folks at MRC TV who were kind enough to put together the video that I did not expect they would put together, but uh, I oh, during the show I got word it looks like the video about California's reparations are out there. So since we're talking about uh, wrongdoing and ethnic stuff and things like that, I do want to mention within the chat, uh, someone uh, someone mentioned. Taylor Saunders mentioned Israel the land or Israel the people. There's a great difference, yes. And, of course, um, there's there's an absolute difference between the people and the state uh, because, of course, the state, the Zionist state, is not Israel the people, the family uh, that was opened up uh, with, the, with the coming of Christ and um, with the new covenant. And uh, so... A lot of people don't seem to understand that the Zionists are are uh, imposters, 
and uh, the Ashkenazi Jews are not ethnically Semitic. Um, and, of course, any polis that claims ethnic status is uh, a contradiction in terms. A polis is not a person. So political entities can't claim anything because the only way that the political entities can exist is through unauthorized, illegitimate force and aggression to take people's stuff. No state has a claim on anything because the only ways states exist is by making illegitimate claims to force people to pay for them. Every aspect of the state is immoral and does not allow for any logical sanction let's turn to the absolute illogic of the california reparations program that they have started to fold out uh, unfold and just to give you the heads up on this if you see my piece at mrc tv you'll see that over the past almost two and a half years now uh the state of california first Uh, charged a panel to come up with what they thought a reparation so-called package would be. I go into the use of the term reparations, which is supposed to be person to person. If one person has harmed another person, the person who has been harmed can say, I need to be repaired. I need to be made whole, right? Restitution, not retribution. How can you be restored? Well, This obviously is a non-starter, and I'll go into that in the video. I might cover a little bit of the story about Libs of TikTok meeting with Taylor Lawrence before we go, but let me give you this one because this has just been produced from the folks at MRC TV, and of course there will be a commercial because Rumble, I don't have an ad blocker from Rumble, so here we go. There'll be a Hi, pair. I'm Kate Courtley, and welcome to the Ford Patriots Buy One, Get One Solar Generator event. Claim the Patriot Power Generator. There's one simple hearing hack anyone can use to improve their hearing almost overnight. I wonder if, like I do, you find the continued march towards so-called slave reparations to be so absurd and illogical, it makes one wonder if one is in an alternate dimension perhaps the twilight zone. And right now, it seems like the entrance to that alternate dimension is in California, in the assembly, in lovely collectivist Sacramento CA. Hi, everyone. I'm Gardner Goldsmith for MRC-TV. You know, there's a lot to appreciate when contributing to MRC-TV's ongoing coverage of the train wreck that is the absurd reparations movement. And specifically, when we give our coverage of the California government's attempt to take money from living people who didn't harm anyone and give it to living people that they didn't harm. It's more than just the cartoonish absurdity of the strange pander meets pretend idea that these are reparations at all. And it's more than the absurdity that redistribution of wealth will make up for past and multi-threaded wrongs done by now dead to now dead people. 
And of course, it's more than just the cultural Marxism to the max claim of victim status for any descendant of a slave or person treated disproportionately badly. Enjoy trying to figure that one out over the last century and a half since slavery ended in the United States. It's the latest twist in the tale, a twist that allows viewers to see not only the craziness of so-called reparations, but also how the reparations movement actually is a new force of enslavement and how their newest tactic, the use of professional licensing, actually mirrors some of the most underhanded tactics of slave owners and power players in the Jim Crow regions. Here's the setup. In 2020, the California Assembly passed a statute mandating that the state hold hearings in preparation for some package of reparations, supposedly for slavery and how descendants of slaves were treated in California. People with some moral sense, as differentiated from immoral political hunger, Well, they might have recognized that at the time that California entered the Union in 1850, it entered as a free state. Regardless, the all-seeing, all-egotistical politicians in Sacramento, as well as all the myriad special interests intent on getting their mouths into the reparations trough, well, they set about how much money to redistribute. That was the work over the past couple of years. And last year, the reparations panel arrived at an estimate of a potential $1.2 million per so-called eligible person. Now they're trying to figure out how to implement their general plan as various politicians push numerous bills to start the reparations process. KQED reports that there currently are 14 bills, none of which provides direct monetary transfers of wealth. But as Charles Hiley reports for the Washington Free Beacon, one of them focuses on manipulating the already corrupt professional licensing system. Yeah, to, of course, make it institutionally racist. How quaint. Notes, Hailu, quote, AB 2862, introduced last year by Assemblyman Mike Gibson, Democrat, would update California's business and professions code, seemingly requiring every certification board in the state, including medical boards, to favor black applicants. The bill's preamble mentions licensure for real estate and healing arts, which includes healthcare professionals such as physicians, nurses, and therapists. So on top of the already immoral premise that the state can use threats of government aggression to stop people from offering their services to willing customers, We see now that the collectivist mobsters want to make racism part of the thuggish licensing procedure. (laughs) Of course, meritocracy has never been part of the licensing calculus. As I've written for MRC TV and told students in economics classes, 
Professional licensing is an aggressive government tactic of exclusion and favoritism, allowing politically connected interests to get the state to raise barriers to entry, blocking lower priced startup competition, decreasing the price decreasing power of market competition and blocking poor people from buying products or services that they might want to buy. Writes Hilu, quote, existing law prescribes requirements for licensure and regulation of various businesses and professions, including healing arts and real estate businesses and professions, reads the text of the bill. This bill would require boards to prioritize African-American applicants seeking licenses under these provisions, especially applicants who are descended from a person enslaved in the United States, which means the state actually will be engaging in the widely misused term systemic racism, which in this case would be appropriate because they would be using the political system to favor some people over others, depending on race. (laughs) It also means that the state will put a new spin on an old racist tactic from the Jim Crow era a legacy of the slave era that saw slave owners intentionally keep their slaves illiterate, said illiteracy acting as a liability for slaves contemplating their chances of survival upon escape. Yes, many politically connected forces in the Jim Crow era worked to prevent blacks from reading or obtaining licenses to work. In his 2001 book, Only One Place of Redress, an excellent bulwark supporting the ethical argument for private property and free trade, author David E. Bernstein actually points out that many of our contemporary licensing laws actually have their roots in racist Southern statutes, including so-called licensing laws that blocked recruiters from appealing to freed blacks to leave the plantations where, in essence, they were wage slaves, stuck despite being free. Jobs were plentiful for freed slaves in places like Louisiana. And since many freed slaves were illiterate and got news by word of mouth, Louisiana business owners, and by the way, Bernstein notes that blacks actually own more land than white people around New Orleans for many years after the Civil War. Well, those Louisiana-based business owners would send recruiters to states such as Georgia to recruit by word of mouth the freed blacks. Well, Georgia lawmakers didn't like that. And so, of course, they passed licensing statutes to make the cost of doing the recruiting far too high. And now we see a flip. Yes, from the tactics of the racist Jim Crow era to the tactics of the racist reparations license pushers in California, the common factor is the use of the government. The problem of professional licensing is one of immorality and the absolute demolition of due process. It punishes people and, in essence, traps them in regulatory slash licensing cages that won't allow people to pass beyond the walls prescribed by their political overlords. Until people see that it's the government that initiates and perpetuates institutional racism, 
the real culprit that harms lives and opportunities will always be overlooked. This move by California politicians actually can open some eyes to that fact if people will stop allowing themselves to be suckered and blinded by the fake virtue sellers of the political class. Thank you for watching one and all. If you're watching on Rumble, thank you for finding us there where they don't censor us. And please spread the word. Hit the thumb. And thank you to the MRC TV team. They were just fantastic on that. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I, I tend to do a little longer videos. And, and Eric Shiner, the director, allows me a little bit more space because my stories often are economically based or constitutionally based or they have some philosophy in them. Uh, they're not, you know, sort of the flashier entertainment-based things or, you know, looking at news people necessarily all the time. And um, so I try to fold in those lessons that people can take with them. And they were great there. I really appreciated them allowing me to keep that David Bernstein information in there. That book, Only One Place of Redress, is a really interesting book. I've read little pieces of it on the show about a year ago. I, I read some of that. And uh, it's absolutely fascinating. There was a guy named Peg Leg McWilliams or something like that who went in in Georgia with his wife or something. And uh, might, might have been his sister. And they were trying to recruit people to, to, to go out west uh, to work. And, uh, you know, the, the government of Georgia, they tried to arrest him and do all this other crazy stuff because uh, the guys who own the plantations didn't want their, their former slaves who now were the wage slaves. Uh, they had to pay them, but you know, they were paying them you know, dirt cheap nothing. Uh, they didn't want them to realize there was a better opportunity to go out west. And in fact, as I mentioned, uh, inside Bernstein's book, they would they would buy people uh, train tickets. They would get them hotels to stay in uh, the trains. They'd have food, dining cars, all sorts of stuff for the folks to be able to move west to entice them to go west. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, the, the things that uh, just allowing consumers the opportunity to make decisions about their own lives uh, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I want to thank all of you for being wonderful, too. So thanks for being here on a great Monday night. It's been really, really great and uh, very difficult stuff to see what they're doing with our money out there in the warfare world. I see Tom Cooper's there, by the way. Remember um, the new prisoners. Awesome stuff from the new prisoners. And uh, Little John, also thanks for being there. Carlos Rex, thanks for being there as well. And uh, before I go, I will give you a little sample of the lives of TikTok story and uh, hopefully the video for this will be out tomorrow uh from mrc tv i thought this this was the first one i shot today actually uh but it turns out that uh, it's it's probably because it's a, a more complex editing job they have to edit between my stuff that i shot which has flubs in it so they've got to go through all that and i give them the time codes and where the flubs are and stuff watch for this go to this part that's where we pick up from here i redid this part you know that sort of thing so they have to get all those things and then they have to go to uh make it correspond from they have to go through the video of uh chaya rachik uh meeting with taylor lawrence and chaya rachik is the woman behind lives with tiktok of course and uh, it was just great. They've embedded the actual video of their meeting itself. So if you want to see it, go to the MRC TV uh, uh, website, check out my bio thing. It's 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 there. Or you can just you know check out Twitter. Go to Libs of TikTok. She's got good stuff there. Uh, Ian Miles Chung re retweeted this particular one, which was excellent. But the way and by the way, as I mentioned to the folks uh, in the video. That little box there, if you see the video, it's it's really pretty darn funny. If you see the video of 
of these two Titans going up against each other. And one of them is not a Titan at all. That would be Taylor, Taylor Lawrence. Only her crocodile tears are Titanic. Um, but um, Ms. Raychick uh, is just logical, organized, and anticipatory in her preparation. So I guess they must have communicated with each other, and she somehow knew that Taylor Lawrence was going to wear one of those dumb masks. So you can see here, let me blow this up for you on the screen. You can see right here, Raychek brought a box of the of the N95 masks, you know, the, the boxes that have on the side not useful in stopping the transmission of COVID-19. <laughs> she didn't put on the mask. She just brought the box. And she didn't even, she just put it down on the table. And her T-shirt, her T-shirt is, it shows you, I'll show you a little bit here. You can see, you can see a little bit, but her T-shirt actually, let me, there it is. Her T-shirt is a screenshot of Taylor Lawrence doing her crocodile tear thing after she supposedly got doxxed when she was already engaging in doxing and maligning people unfairly. She wore a t-shirt. She wore a t-shirt with her opponent's photo on the shirt. Classic. (laughs) That woman is awesome. It was just like total, just exuding exuding absolute dominance over Taylor Lawrence, totally secure, totally solid and sure in what she's doing. And she was phenomenal in their discussion about showing kids pornographic images in so-called sex ed classes, systematically breaking down Taylor Lawrence's statements, making her look like an absolute, making her look like the foolish person she often behaves like to leave it that way. I'll say that. Okay. So thanks for watching everybody. I hope you have an awesome rest of the night. Um, and thank you to David Knight. Also today, David mentioned the Substack. I should bring that up more often. Uh, if you don't go to my Substack and you would like to do so, just remember it's Gardner Goldsmith Substack and it's G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Uh, the name is on the screen, of course, here if you're watching, but if you're just listening in audio, check out the Substack. Uh, yesterday, the uh, Sunday News Assembly went out. It actually had 21 stories plus two videos in it. And uh, one of those videos I was going to show you tonight, really, really good interview. Uh, but uh, I'll try to do that tomorrow. And I'm going to show you some more over the next couple days, some more evidence showing the uh, absolute mistreatment of many of the Palestinians and Arabs inside Israel itself. And we'll go through a few other things, too, when the uh, Lives of TikTok coverage is released by MRC-TV and things like that. So for now, I want to thank everybody for being there. Tom Cooper, great to see you, dude. Great to see you. I wish we could go to a Misfits show together. That'll be fun. That'll be really, really cool. And uh, Jason Barker, thank you, dude. Can't wait for Thursday, Jason. That's going to be awesome. Risha, thank you. Risha is over in Rumble, and thanks, me. I really appreciate it, Risha. Oh, and by the way, um, everybody, uh, I don't know who the Junk Silver guy is on um, on David Knight's chat, but that was really cool. Like, he's done this a couple times, up to, like, what was it, $500 today on contributions to David's show? Very cool. Like, matching or something, up to 500 That was really great. So uh, definitely check that out. And remember, on David's show, if you go to Subscribestar, that's an easy way to continue monthly things. I have a Subscribestar, too. I'm going to start trying to put things together 
so that if people want to, you know, regularly donate that sort of thing, they can do it at Substack or they can do it at Subscribestar and, you know, that sort of thing as well. And uh, remember, um, you can always donate at Rockfin or at Rumble. And if you donate at Rumble, it's easier for me to get access to the funds. Rockfin right now, I'm still waiting. I still haven't gotten access to any of the donations that are there. I'm really looking forward to that, though. That'll be great. So thank you, everybody, for supporting the show and supporting David's show as well. I've got a lot more going on. And I want to mention to you, I got an email today that if you're interested in coming to Porkfest this summer, late June, early July, in New Hampshire, the White Mountains of New Hampshire is put on by the Free State Project, Tony Arterburn, and Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange look like they're going to get involved with helping out the folks at Porkfest, which is just going to be great. Because he, he met Carla, who's on the on the board of Porkfest, and Carla's a friend of mine. She's a really terrific person. So thanks, everybody, for hanging. Oh, hey, I see uh, Risha tip uh, $5. Thanks, Risha. Hey, that was that was a nice uh, nice addition to the night. That was really nice, a nice added uh, uh, a tip to tip the hat. We'll be back with more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. 